This episode was recorded on the unceded lands of the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains. The History Trust of South Australia acknowledges elders past and present and the elders of the lands this podcast reaches. Hello and welcome to the History Festival podcast. I'm your host, Greg Mackey. The History Festival is an annual statewide event that explores the rich and deep history of South Australia. Held over 30 days in May, the History Festival explores the state's places and spaces, stories, collections and ideas that make us who we are today. One of South Australia's largest open access community events, the History Festival program features hundreds of events ranging from talks to tours, walks to workshops and exhibitions to special events. Events happen everywhere, in towns, cities and suburbs, in museums and libraries, in boats, trains and buses and mysterious buildings, on the street, by the beach and out in nature. Hear tales of the unusual and unknown, from amazing experts to local guides. With hundreds of events to choose from, there's something for curious minds and for all ages. Our theme in 2021 for the History Festival is change. From political change to social change, changing places, changing minds, changing hearts. Change for the better, change for the worse, on a big and a small scale and everything in between. The world around us is constantly undergoing change. Change is also a major thread that runs through the histories we share. We have also encouraged event organisers to plan events around this idea in any way they choose. So sit back and relax as we delve into some of the great stories and yarns that will make up the History Festival for 2021. Willunga's Wicked Way, Criminals, Crime and Constables. Join us at the historic Willunga Courthouse Museum to learn about Willunga's heinous past. Listen to the stories of the shocking criminal cases that have been all but forgotten. See the underbelly of Willunga's fascinating history. We delve into that history now and get a taste of what you'll be enjoying at the Willunga Courthouse on Sunday, May 30. We're about to walk into the historic Courthouse Museum here at Willunga. Built in the 1800s, it is still original and standing beautifully today. Let's go inside and find out a little bit more. Now, as we walk inside, you can see that this building is completely original. The floorboards are original as built from the 1800s. And why I just want to go and have a look straight away, we are joined by Patty O'Toole from the National Trust. And I must also tell you, she is South Australian Historian of the Year. So she knows a little bit about what's going on here. Patty, good morning. Good morning, Anthony. Lovely must, to have you here. Oh, thank you very much. I must say, fascinating building. It is a fascinating building. Uh, it was first built in 1855 and it's been expanded several times since, since then. We're actually standing in the police station, which is part of the original 1855 building. And if you want to walk through here, I can show you the, the uh, courtroom. I'd love to. I'll follow you. Now, I noticed, Patty, as we walk in these beautiful old floorboards, which must be 10 inches wide, I notice the pews are still here, the prisoners' box is still here. Can you tell us a little bit about the actual courthouse itself? Right, yes, I can actually. The Wollonga Courthouse um, was actually built because the magistrates got tired of holding court proceedings in the old Bush Inn because it's very difficult to have judicial decorum when you have people getting drunk in the bar. So the uh, powers that be thought, well, that's fair enough, and they that, so they 
built this uh, courtroom and the police station um, adjoining. Now, the furnishings here are actually not original, but it's set up to give the feeling of what a courtroom would be like um, during, you know, the 19th century. And in fact, we do hold mock trials here, which are quite interesting too. Over here, we have the prisoner's box, for example, yeah. and one original thing that is very intriguing is the fact that you can see where the prisoners have been fidgeting and rubbing their feet on the floor in their anxiety. So while the prisoners were waiting their uh, sentence, guilty or not guilty, as we lean over the prisoner's box and look down onto the original floorboards, those indentations in the floors are from the prisoners from the 1800s as they shuffled their feet. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's from the 19th century. So, yes, it really gives you a feel for, um, you know, going back in time and um, understanding what the emotions of people would have been back then. Uh, we tended to have visiting magistrates as well as uh, local justices of the peace here and if you look over here, Anthony, you can see our four-man jury box, which uh, echoes the fact that in those days there were no women on a jury, of course, um, and you had men of good character. So, in other words, they had property generally. Isn't that funny? And looking at the dimensions of the building, which is just magnificent, it's all surprisingly close. I'd say the building would be 15 foot wide and about 40 foot long, incredibly close to the point that the prisoner could almost punch the jury in the face. Yes, but as far as we know, that did not happen. That did not happen. Anthony, would you like to join me in the magistrate's room and then we can do a bit of walking? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I noticed, Patty, as I stepped down into the magistrate's box, there's a, a timber, what do you call them, at the base of a step, and I noticed that's worn. Uh, from, from traffic, so that has had a lot of traffic over the time. That's right, that's right. We had a, a succession of magistrates um, and, you know, the court was used right up in, into the 20th century. Uh, this particular room was added on in the 1860s so that the magistrates could come in here, it had its own entrance, and they could put on their robes, they could, you know, check legal arguments, they could see the cases that they were going to have to um, decide on and so forth. So, you know, it's it's just, I think it's a sign of increasing facilities and thought about what's going on in the civic part of the township of Wollonga. Uh, Paddy, I noticed there's a door behind the prisoner's box. Can I ask where that goes? Well, that door was of great interest to the prisoners, I have to say, Anthony, why don't you follow me? Okay. Oh, right. So, what, what is this? This is actually the exercise yard for the prisoners when they were kept in the holding cells here. Right. Now, as I walk out here, I must admit, I'm incredibly surprised because when you say exercise yard or holding yard at a, at a court slash prison, I imagine something which looks nothing like this. This has got beautiful stone walls. Uh, stunning timber from the 1800s. It's beautifully paved, and I would suggest this actually wouldn't look out of place in any multi-million dollar home in the eastern suburbs of Adelaide. They really knew how to build things there. The stone walls you see are actually made from a local stone that at the time was called freestone, and the quarry 
is basically just in the next property. Right. Uh, these stones here that uh, form the courtyard floor, they're actually beach stones from, uh, from Selix Beach. And the, the stones at Selix Beach were actually um, an industry for that area. Oh. It's laid so that the drainage is perfect. And I must say, when you look at them, they're the, when you traditionally go to the beach, you see those small stones yeah. which you pick up and try and skim. Well, they're slightly bigger than that, yes. but that's what the floor is made of. It I've is. I've never seen it before. Yes. It's yes. amazing. Yes. Now, along the side here, Patty, what are, I think I know what these are, but can you give me an idea? These are actually the cells that the prisoners um, awaiting their trials would have stayed in. Now, this wasn't a prison like Adelaide Jail or something like that. They were just holding cells. However, because sometimes the magistrates may have taken a little while to, to get here, um, they may have stayed here sometimes perhaps for a week or two. The wife of the policeman who lived in the police quarters uh, beyond the police station in this same building actually cooked their meals for them. <laughs> so for some people, that actually wasn't, a, that was a pretty good deal, really. Can we have a look into the cell? We certainly can. Now, I noticed these, there's all the original, from what I can see, locks. Yes, they're beautiful things, aren't they? Lovely As you bolts. open the door, all we can see is slate floors, uh, a room which is quite high, made of solid stone, uh -huh. I'd say five foot wide by six foot long, uh -huh. with one piece of timber as the bench. That's right. All mod cons, you had a bench, a bucket and a roof over your head. What, what? more do you want, Anthony? <laughs> but you can see, in fact, while the door here is very solid and they had the, um, you know, little peephole that, that where the police could check up on them, they weren't left in the dark because we do have a window up here, albeit... Uh, a bard. And I notice there's a little room to the right, uh -huh. which um, looks ominous. What is well, that? That was the privy, and it was the task of the youngest uh, police constable who was stationed at Wollonga to keep the privy clean for the prisoners. Now, as we walk in here, it's about two foot by two foot, and it is effectively a piece of timber with a hinge door, which I'm lifting up now, a hole in that bit of timber. That's where you go to the toilet. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'm glad things have come a long way since then. <laughs> now, Patty, this has been fascinating. Can we go back into the courthouse? Because I can imagine there's been some fascinating stories. Is there one particular story which stands out for you? Yes. Well, there are a lot of interesting stories here. A lot of people think that Wollonga in the 19th century was a pretty staid place, but believe me, we had our moments. <laughs> and, um, yes, we had the odd murder and the odd uh, grievous assault and uh, things like that, but perhaps one of the most popular stories uh, that's come to light actually happened in the 1920s, of all things, and it was when Wollonga had its own boy bushranger. And this was a young lad who lived uh, up in the scrub near between Meadows and Wollonga, and um, he got a bit disenchanted with life and he was given books about the Kelly Gang and he got all inspired. Then he read about Henry Maple, who was uh, a boy bushranger in Victoria who actually came from my hometown, so that's a coincidence. Anyway, um, he decided after a fight with his dad that he was going to be a boy bushranger. So <laughs> he ran away from home with a couple of rifles and ammunition and uh, anyway, a local farmer was 
just riding along the road up on the range, minding his own business. And then this character in a mask jumped out in front of him <laughs> and demanded his money. The fellow thought that he was being confronted by a lunatic. He said to the, to the boy, you know, if you were any sort of a man, you'd come and try and take the money from me. And, of course, the boy said, I'm not a man, I'm only a boy, and I'm the boy bushranger. Give me your money or I'll blow your head off. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, after this, of course, the farmer reported it and um, there was a massive manhunt in the area. Um, the father of the boy was very concerned that he was going to hurt somebody. Um, so he was assisting police all he could. The, the young fellow got very um, tired and cold, you can imagine, up on the range, yes. So he snuck back home and fell asleep in his own bed and that's where the police found him. <laughs> so anyway, where do they bring him? Well, it's in the uh, Wollonga district and one of the police who was looking for him was Constable Wegener. Um, so he actually would have stayed in these cells waiting for uh, the court case to happen. The court case happened in the courtroom we were just in and then he was sentenced to go to McGill Reformatory. So Constable Wegener uh, had to take him up to McGill Reformatory. So, you know, that all happened here and it's just one of a number of fascinating stories that, uh, you know, that uh, make Wollonga a very special place. I mean, you can find out more about this, this young lad by coming to the event that we're calling Wollonga's Wicked Ways, Criminals, Crime and Constables. We have four characters from the past recounting their experience of particular crimes through the European history of Wollonga. Um, so what you can do is you can look for that in the History Festival program or even go on Try Booking. If you just search for Wollonga, you'll see all the events that we have there. We also have some really interesting uh, heritage walks coming up that I know a lot of people will enjoy. Um, and in fact, even after the History Festival, the Courthouse Museum, together with the Slate Museum, is open on the second Sunday of every month and we love getting visitors. So, you know, if all the people listening to this, come and visit us. We'd love to see you. Patty O'Toole, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for the information. It's been fantastic. Uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> You're very welcome. I've enjoyed it, Anthony. Thank you. Willunga's Wicked Way, Criminals, Crime and Constables event, Sunday, May 30 at the Willunga Courthouse Museum. For more details, simply go to historyfestival.sa.gov.au. This story, proudly brought to you by the History Festival Regional Partner, SA Power Networks, empowering South Australia since 1946. Nuggets Trail Opening. In 1856, a jetty was constructed at Malang, together with a horse-drawn tramway which transported goods and royalty to and from the town. For many years, a horse named Nugget provided the motive power. The tramway is long gone, but now a walking trail has been constructed along the 350-metre route from the Malang station to the jetty. Ten signs have been erected to tell the story of the tramway and Malang's history. The formal opening of the trail is on Sunday the 30th of May at the Weybridge on the corner of Duranda Terrace and Luard Street. Our team ventured to Malang to find out more about Nugget and the trail left in his honour.
In the 1800s, Malang was a thriving port along the Murray. It serviced the surrounding areas for both freight and passengers. Today, it's a tourist town, and in summer, it's quite a busy one. We're about to go back in time to discover a piece of history about a jetty and a horse. To take us through that, we're joined by Peter Lucas from the Malang Railway Museum. Uh, Peter, welcome along. Hi, thank you. Peter, before we get into the story about the horse and the jetty, I must say we're sitting in the most magnificent historic railway carriage. Can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about where we are right now? Yeah, we're in the Railway Museum, which is at Malang Railway Station. The coach in question is uh, was built in 1914 for Adelaide to Glenelg service, and uh, it was converted to a crew car, which means it's got tables and chairs in it. So we now, on Sundays, serve Devonshire teas in here. And we do lunches for old people's groups and that sort of thing as well, and for clubs. Can you tell me a little bit about, I've heard about the story about the jetty and the horse, but can you tell me the history of a play? Sure. Back in the um, 1850s, 60s, there were many boats coming down the River Murray, um, bringing their cargoes of wool, cotton and other things. Um, they would come down to the jetty at Malang, and they would offload their goods onto a wagon. A horse pulled that wagon up to the town, where the goods were then transferred onto the railway to go to Adelaide, Port Adelaide, and then to overseas. Or some of it went into the flour mill here to make bread to go back up the river. So, Peter, how long did that service actually go for? In 1856 was when the jetty at Malang was constructed, and the tramway, a railway track, was built at that time to transport the goods up to the town. Initially, it was just a um, single track railway, but business got so brisk, there was so much traffic that they had to double the railway. And um, at that time, Malang was the second busiest port in South Australia. All the goods coming up to begin with was going to Adelaide by bullock cart, and later on was then going by train when the railway opened in 1884. And who was the man running this service? In the 19th, sorry, in the 20th century, the tramway was operated by a gentleman named Reuben Coppins, who had a horse named Nugget. And they ran the service, ran the tramway, up until the mid-1930s. At that time, Reuben Coppins died, and the horse Nugget died the very next day. So they went together. And after then, uh, the tramway service was taken over by an old Chevrolet car. Oh, so after that, after they both died, within two days, yep. no more horse and car? No more horse. They used an old Chevrolet, 1926 Chevrolet car to pull the wagons up and down. Can I ask, um, they both passed within two days. Was the horse sick? No, no, the horse wasn't sick as far as we know. Uh, he was getting pretty old. Um, but uh, no, I guess he just missed his owner. They just went together. So in commemoration of the trail and the work that uh, that one gentleman, that horse did, you've, uh, you've created a trail. Yeah, the tramway is long gone. That was pulled up in the 1960s. But now the, um, the platform at the town end has been restored. Uh, the council have um, built a pathway from the town down to the jetty. And it's a very pleasant, uh, fairly short walk uh, of about 800 metres. We might go down and have a look at it if that's OK. Mm-hmm, sure. Right, let's go now. So we're heading out of the old tramway and heading down to where um, Nugget used to be. So Peter, walking down, I can see that there looks like what is an original crane. Um, is that the case? Yes. That's, this crane was used to transfer the goods from the horse tramway onto the railway to go to Adelaide. 
So you see, you had a tramway track coming down one side of the crane and the railway the other side, and it moved the goods over from one to the other. So this crane, which is about oh, 40 foot high, uh, massive big cogs on it, about five foot wide, has been here since the 1800s. Since 1884. The horse tramway came up around that bend and then split into two tracks. One went to the crane we were just at for transferring goods to Adelaide. The other track came to this platform here where it was used to move the goods onto bullet trains to go to Adelaide um, and uh, to go into a store over the road and to a flour mill um, where it was um, yeah, made into flour. Now, Peter, we're just walking down from that original crane that's been there since the 1800s, down along the original track. I noticed there's storyboards along the, uh, the old original trail. Can you tell us what they are? Sure. We've been able to put in 10 storyboards um, as a result of a grant from History SA, and they tell the story of Malang's history and the history of the tramway. So, for example, they talk about the bullet trains that used to go to Adelaide, the flour mill, um, the tramway itself, um, the cranes, and everything about the history of this locality. Not far. So Peter, we're walking down the old original trail that would have had Nugget pulling all the, all the goods back. How long did that take Nugget to do every time? Well, I guess uh, a horse speed would be about um, maybe two kilometers an hour. Um, so probably about half an hour, I think, each trip. It'd be a very busy horse. Yeah, when the, uh, when the boats come in, there was a lot of work to do. Um, as soon as the boat arrived, it had to be unloaded. And that unloading meant taking a lot of goods up to the town and bringing new fresh goods down. And as the second busiest port in South Australia at the time, how many boats would have come in here a week, Peter? Uh, well, I uh, couldn't say for sure, but uh, to give an idea, we have photos which show around about six to eight boats in at a time being loaded and offloaded on the jetty. So, Peter, as we walk down to the end of the jetty, I also see another familiar-looking crane. Can you tell us a bit about that? looks familiar. Yes, that's the original crane. It's the oldest of its type in South Australia. It's a, a hand-operated crane, and it was installed around about 1860. Unbelievable. Still on the jetty as it was back then. Still, yep. The, it actually has been moved a little bit because um, they first built the jetty at about the length it is now, but then they found that the water wasn't deep enough for many boats, so they extended it right out and the crane was moved out to the end. But then in 1956 there was a major flood and that damaged the jetty and it was then reduced back to its current length and the crane was brought back to where its present position. So, Peter, we're right on the shore of Lake Alexandrina. Where does the Nuggets Trail end? Well, the trail ends down at the end of the jetty. So it starts up at the town, it comes down, and then onto the jetty and down to the end of the jetty where that original crane is. We're standing at a point on the shore where there was actually a boat building yard. Um, it's now a car park, um, but in many years ago, they actually built boats and barges here, and many of the paddle steamers which um, came to Malang, were actually built in Malang. Peter, that is a fascinating story. I can't believe the horse died the day after. It's incredible. If people want to come down as part of the History Festival and walk Nuggets Trail, when can they do that? 
Okay, the, they can walk from the station to the jetty any time they like. However, the trail itself will be opened on the 30th of May at two o'clock. And at that time, we'll be unveiling all of the storyboards um, so that people can read about the history from then onwards. So any time from two o'clock on 30th of May. Peter, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Come and enjoy a really interesting walk at the opening of Nuggets Trail, May 30 at Malang. For more details, simply go to historyfestival.sa.gov.au.